there, and welcome to In My Words, Jumo Health's podcast series that brings the experiences of real patients directly to you. At Jumo Health, we provide resources for children and families to understand, manage, and own their health. Sign up for free at jumohealth.com. Even though he was talking to me, but all I could see was his mouth moving and I couldn't hear nothing. Only because I didn't want to believe that it was meant to be for me. Hello everybody, this is Lee and we're back in Auckland, New Zealand for episode 2 of our mini-series on type 2 diabetes. That was Trudy Cook you heard sharing what happened when her doctor had told her she would need to take insulin for her diabetes. We meet Trudy in episode 1 where we talked about her health and lifestyle, what she eats, what she does to be physically active, her mental health and how her family, especially her grandchildren, are at the centre of everything she does. Today we're going to talk about managing type 2 diabetes with a focus on insulin. Trudy talks to us about refusing it at first, the process she went through to accept her need for insulin and what keeps her motivated. When Trudy first found out she would need to start taking insulin, she felt shocked, scared. When I found out I was going to be on insulin, I was petrified because I'd never liked needles. Like Trudy, many people feel afraid when they hear they may need to take insulin. When Trudy was first diagnosed and her doctor had suggested treatment with insulin, she initially refused, mainly because of fear. She was petrified of taking it. What did Trudy's treatment look like in the beginning then? When I was first diagnosed, I had tablets. There was six a day I used to have. Then... They put me on other medications for blood pressures and things like that, high blood pressure. The doctors explained to Trudy that to reduce the need for some of her other medications, she would have to consider taking insulin. But Trudy believed that if she kept things on the right track, she could avoid the need for insulin. And then in 2016, years after trying to manage her diabetes without insulin, Trudy changed her mind. They said, what about your granddaughter? So... Thinking of my granddaughter, if I didn't have this insulin, what would happen to her? So I took the insulin, and then they upped it to a different type two years later. And, you know, I'm glad I did. It has done a lot of good for me. It took some time for Trudy to overcome her fear of insulin, but she admits taking insulin was the right thing for her. It was for my own good. I think I believe that's what helped me to overcome it all. As much as I was petrified of it, and then just thinking of my granddaughter, she'll be sitting there going, take it, Nana, you need it. Now Trudy takes insulin twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. As part of her diabetes management routine, Trudy checks her blood sugar levels like clockwork around mealtime. Every day, morning, lunch and dinner time, before. I never do it after, I always do it before. And if they're too low, I will have jelly beans. Many things can affect how often you should check your blood sugar levels. Are you newly diagnosed or have you had diabetes for many years? Are you prone to have low blood sugar and are sick? And what is your lifestyle like? If you have questions about how often to test your blood sugar, talk to your doctor. Two years after Trudy started taking insulin, her doctors explained to her that she needed to change to a different type of insulin. Her initial reaction was one of distrust until she understood the reason why this change was needed. When the doctors had told me that I had to change my insulin, I wondered what was wrong 
where they wrong, where they use me as a guinea pig to have all this medication and those things. But because of my body, I wasn't doing things properly was the reason why my insulin was changed. At first, I couldn't understand it until they sat me down and said I was doing things that I shouldn't, you know, like not exercising and all that. That's why they had to up it. So because it was explained to me properly, I thought, oh, well, okay. But it has to be, it has to be. It is perfectly normal to have your insulin dose adjusted over time. This can happen if the insulin is not helping keeping your blood sugar at the right level for you. Depending on the level of your diabetes control and the type of insulin you take, your doctor may recommend having more than one injection of insulin per day. While Trudy follows her doctor's advice, it took time for her to trust the doctors and to understand the reasons why her doctors were telling her to go on insulin. For people about to go on insulin and who may be feeling a bit nervous or scared about it, like she was, Trudy has some advice. My advice to you, when you get told about the insulin, make sure somebody's with you so that they could help you to understand it, help you through it. Because I didn't have that. I had my doctors, but I didn't have any family member with me. But make sure you have somebody, a support person with you. That's the only advice I can give you. When Trudy was having insulin explained to her, the doctor's words could not reach her. I didn't understand anything about the insulin, even though he was talking to me. But all I could see was his mouth moving, and I couldn't hear nothing. Only because I didn't want to believe that it was meant to be for me. And the emotions Trudy found at the time about needing insulin forever likely made it even more difficult to concentrate on what the doctor was saying. You know, if I'm a go-getter to somebody that had to rely on insulin for the rest of my life, it was pretty overwhelming. But now that I've learned to accept it all and appreciate what my doctor was actually saying, he was looking out for me. He always says to me, Trudy, I'm not using you as a guinea pig, but I always said you're using me as a guinea pig. But, <laughs> yeah, he explained it. Diabetes is a chronic condition, and though people can manage it for a number of years by eating healthy foods and staying active, taking other diabetes medications, some may need insulin. For their own reasons, some people may not want to take insulin despite the recommendations of their doctor. Though it took some time, Trudy did come to understand and accept that she needed to take insulin and she shared with us the hardest part about accepting her need for insulin. The hardest thing for me, I just didn't want to do it. Just the thought of having to take the insulin was scary. With time, understanding and trust, Trudy came to accept her need for insulin to help control her blood sugar. After everything she had previously thought, Trudy was surprised to find out taking insulin was not as bad as she had imagined. What surprised me the most about it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It wasn't really that bad. I think hearing it from people and watching it on telly, I think I watched it on one episode on telly, that their little girl had was diagnosed with diabetes and had to use insulin. And it was petrifying seeing it on TV and then finding out that I had to go through it. Yeah, overwhelming. And it wasn't as scary as I thought it was. Many people are, at first, scared of the thought of taking insulin, but usually it is not at all as bad as they think. And they come to realise that taking insulin actually helps. 
insulin helps blood sugar levels come down. And many people with type 2 diabetes find that after they start insulin, they feel much better and have more energy. I'm glad my doctor had talked me into having that insulin because it's done wonders for me. Sometimes I think to myself, why am I taking this stuff? Can't I just have sugar or heaps of lollies or ice cream or something like that that will take the place of it? But apparently not. You've got to have the insulin. Oh, it's helped me wonders. It's kept my sugar levels down, which is a good thing. One good thing about it, it's helped me to know that I'm on the right track on certain things. Yeah, it's helped me to manage a lot of things. I know what to eat, like with cornflakes, don't have sugar with cornflakes or things like that. And one good thing about it all too, even though people think that having diabetes is nothing good, you are entitled to have treats. Like I'll have um, a Woodica's chocolate. Once a week I'll get me one of those. Or Actually, no, it's not once a week. It's once every three weeks I have a chocolate bar. Or I'll have an ice cream. So if I feel that I deserve a treat and I've been good with my sugar levels, I will have that treat. But if my sugar level's not good, I won't touch treats. I'll leave it until they come down. The day-to-day management of diabetes can involve ticking many boxes on a to-do list. Take medications, track blood sugar, eat healthy foods, exercise. This can seem like a lot and people do not get a day off from managing their diabetes. So what keeps Trudy motivated? <laughs> my grandkids, <laughs> they keep me motivated. With My granddaughter, Nana, are you having your medication? Nana, are you doing your insulin? Yeah, so my, my grandkids and my husband. We all have our own reasons for doing things. For Trudy, her family is at the heart of everything she does. They are the reason she keeps on top of her diabetes. And when it comes to taking insulin, Trudy has some advice for listeners, getting straight to the point. My advice to you will be, if you need to have it, have it. We also talked with Trudy about mistaken beliefs about what type of person has type 2 diabetes and what you should or should not do when living with the condition. This brought us to the topic of sweets. I've got a lot of family members that are diabetic and going on the Maori perspective of it all, they think they know more than the doctor. If their sugar levels are down, they think they can have their seafood that they're not supposed to have. We heard Trudy talk before about how she has a sweet treat as a reward if she keeps her blood sugar levels down. And while doctors know it may be fine for people with type 2 diabetes to eat sweets, it's important that sweets make up only a small part of what you eat. This is true for everyone. Sweets are empty calorie foods, meaning they contain calories but few, if any, essential nutrients that the body needs. If you have questions about when and how many sweets you should have, a registered dietitian can support you and help design a food plan that matches your preferences and health needs. Speaking of misconceptions about type 2 diabetes, Trudy admitted she had her own. I don't know why. I misunderstood a lot about diabetes. I just thought that it was for, actually I don't really know who I thought it was for, but I didn't think it was for anybody like me. Type 2 diabetes can happen at any age, Though it usually happens in people older than 40 years of age, more and more doctors are seeing teens and children with type 2 diabetes. There are some risk factors that can make it more likely for a person to develop type 2 diabetes. These can be if you have diabetes in your family, high blood pressure, or are overweight. 
people of Māori, Pacific, Middle Eastern and Asian descent who are 30 or older are more likely to have type 2 diabetes. To wrap up this episode, Trudy shared with us what accepting insulin treatment to manage her type 2 diabetes means to her. Accepting taking insulin for me is a life-moving thing. It's helped me in a lot of ways. And it's given me hope that I'm going to be here longer for my grandkids. So having the insulin, I take my hat off to all my doctors and my nurses at the diabetic clinics that's helped me up with all this. For years they have been trying to get me on to do these sort of things and I refused, only because I was petrified. But over the years they explained a lot to me and it's helped me. So I just hope that this helps somebody else. Thank you, Trudy. An important part of managing type 2 diabetes is having an understanding of the condition and how lifestyle changes and medications can help you take care of your body and improve your quality of life. If you have questions about your diabetes or your treatment, talk to a healthcare professional or contact Diabetes New Zealand. Support is available for you at each and every step you take. Reach out and find out how you can manage your diabetes in a way that is best for you and for your loved ones. Up next on In My Words, We'll hear from Trudy about things that can make keeping your diabetes on track more challenging. We talk about bad days, sick days, and traveling, and also about the skills Trudy has learned over the years to have helped her manage her diabetes. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This episode was created using excerpts from our interview with Trudy Cook. This episode has kindly been supported by Diabetes New Zealand and sponsored by Sanofi New Zealand. Thanks for listening. Interested in hearing something special or want us to help share your story? Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. The health information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace discussions with a healthcare provider. In My Words is produced in New York City and distributed worldwide. In My Words, a Jumo production.